0: in our bill of rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions to think your own thoughts and to say what's on your mind we couldn't have liberty without it now more than ever it's good to spout off to listen debate and participate here's your host of spouting off commentator columnist and all-around rabble rouser karen cataline
1: whale, 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 whale. I got so much stuff in my stack to talk about. There isn't any way I'll be able to spout off about all of it. And that's probably a blessing. There must be limits and boundaries here, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Um, But first off, I must comment on the left's constant, predictable tendency to try and redefine words redefine anything they don't like they're going to give names to things that they're going to force you to use and if you don't you're a racist of course if you don't use the words they use and then they redefine simple basic words that used to mean something and now to them means something else to get them off the hook what am i talking about a recession we are very definitely in a recession sorry to say so but hey They created it, and while they are looking upon it with uh, trepidation and blaming other people and claiming it isn't what it obviously is, they are, I submit to you, tell me where I'm wrong, secretly gleeful about it. You heard in the news that a depression is next. Do I think that's what they want? By God, yes, I do. It's time to stop mincing words. If you mince too many, they'll shut you down entirely. So the left constantly works to redefine words while secretly cheering the economic slowdown, possibly economic stop, that hurts low-income people most. Let's not forget that. So all of those crocodile tears that they cried about low-income people and how we have to do something for them. Now they're sticking it to them in the form of the most cruel tax ever, which is inflation because the little money that they have, that we all have, buys them a whole lot less and they're going to have to cut down. Now, the uh, wages aren't necessarily going up, uh, but costs to live and feed their family are. How typical of the left's pattern and tactics of behavior. That's what I like to look at. Create new words and definitions for words and ideas you don't like and never take responsibility for what you're doing while deliberately doing exactly what you intended in the first place. See, it's hard to keep up, isn't it? And for a little icing on that cake, let's gaslight you and tell you that what you're seeing with your own eyes, experiencing in your own pocketbook, isn't real. No, ladies and gentlemen, whatever you see, whatever you think is simply not legitimate if it doesn't agree with us. If you disagree with us, you're a racist. On that accusation alone, they will shut you down and cut you out of the conversation entirely, which is why they use it so often. And having been branded a racist, or if you're a parent who doesn't like pornography in public schools you're a domestic terrorist you've you've not only forfeited your right to have an opinion but we can't abuse our power and god forbid use our government alphabet agencies to harass you possibly arrest you and make an example of you is it tyranny anyone is Is that what's going on here? And if that weren't enough, be as brazen about it as you can possibly be. They're not making it a secret. Listeners of this program are not stupid, but they try to treat us as if we are. Because no one with any power will be able to hold them accountable anyway. So they can be just as brazen as they want. And that telegraphs to the masses, sorry to say, that resistance is futile. Now, resistance isn't futile, futile, whichever you want to pronounce it, but they would like you to think so, that you simply cannot argue or fight them. You can't do it. But There's a reason why they want to put down dissent, because dissent works. And we are seeing some real uh, wins. They may not be as big as we want, but we have to make sure, and I have to make sure, and take a look at those, because it's easy to get demoralized. It's easy to throw your hands up and say, I can't stand it anymore. I'm only one person. And I believe that that's what a whole lot of people are thinking today. They're thinking, I'm only one person. How am I supposed to fight back against all of this? How am I supposed to uh, 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 fight back against all this? That's what I was going to say. That's the way to say it. Uh, And here you go with the good news, at least one little example. A Texas conservative town was able to halt radical diversity, equity, and inclusion push in a, are you sitting down, in a Texas city. The front page of a local newspaper, after citizens realized what was happening, they took action and forced the city to back down. Dozens of residents in Temple, Texas, have forced the city to table its plan. I know I'm repeating, but it's just so delicious. A DEI indoctrination program that's diversity, equity, and inclusion to you and me on all municipal employees. Employees. Now, here's really the important thing these folks have infiltrated. The tiniest and smallest towns because the mayor and the city council were behind pushing this in a small Texas Christian town. Now, look at all the things that the left hates about this story. They're a small town, they're in Texas, and they're Christian. That's three strikes against them, ladies and gentlemen, all of which the left hates and is out to destroy or at least subjugate. Now it's important to point that out that when little everyday citizens, I shouldn't even call them little, when they get wind of something and they understand that this gender ideology, this this DEI in, uh, indoctrination plan is part of a much greater attack on America. It fits in to the bullying and intimidation and the attack on everything we hold dear. That doesn't mean that white people, Christians, Trump supporters, conservatives, and the list goes on and on. We all know what the list is, has any problem with people living the way they want to live. I certainly don't have a problem. What I have a problem with is forcing everyone else to live the way the left expects us to live. And that's the interesting thing. They get to be snowflakes. They're minions who they've coddled and said, you get to do anything because you're a victim. The victim classes get to do anything they want and be snowflakes about it. They can see the tiniest microaggression as, uh, a symbol of racism and bigotry and systemic racism in America. America is a racist country, blah, blah, blah. None of it is true. But when everyday law-abiding citizens who want to be left alone and who do not want their country to be culturally misappropriated by radical leftists, then suddenly we are not allowed to be snowflakes. We are not only not allowed to speak up and say, you know what, I'm not okay with that, but suddenly we must be forced and bullied bullied and intimidated into going along and they will punish us for dissenting. Isn't that interesting? So they get to be snowflakes. We get to be just go along to get along because if not, they'll make an example of you. None of this is accidental. And there is good news because defiance works, which is one of the reasons they don't want us to dissent. All of a sudden, dissent is out of favor in the United States of America, and that is preposterous. It is now, it was then, and it will continue to be. I got to wrap it up here. I got to leave it here. I was going to tell you, write me at karen at karencataline.com. If you have thoughts about this or other things about the program, love hearing your comments and your interaction. When we come back, we'll have our first guest tell you all about him right after this.
2: We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts, and prevent people from being misled. The Epoch Times is independent. We're not controlled by any special interest, and we never will be. This is a battle. A battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today to our digital edition at theepochtimes.com
1: and use the promo code RAM.
2: And join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference on all your devices. We'd love to have you on board.
3: Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of Trail Mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies, made from 100% all natural ingredients. White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain
4: Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council.
1: The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi.
0: Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having... Um, problems in his classes I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out and he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them but I think in reality he just wanted to get out of there Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw
4: something was wrong
5: Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives but he was there beside me And my love for him was just immense.
6: When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's.
1: Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
0: Karen Cataline got her parents to name her Karen before she was born so she could grow up to be a punchline. Now here's more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline.
7: is very different now, for man holds in his mortal hands the power to abolish all forms of human poverty and all forms of human life. And yet the same revolutionary beliefs for which our forebears fought are still at issue around the globe. The belief that the rights of man come not from the generosity of the state, but from the hand of God. We dare not forget today that we are the heirs of that first revolution. Let the word go forth from this time and place to friend and foe alike that the torch has been passed to a new generation of Americans born in this century tempered by war, disciplined by a hard and bitter peace, proud of our ancient heritage, and unwilling to witness or permit the slow undoing of those human rights to which this nation has always been committed and to which we are committed today at home and around the world.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. Rabbi Yaakov Mencken is the founding and current managing director of the Coalition of Jewish Values. He's also the founding director of Project Genesis and the architect of Torah.org and TorahMedia.com and other leading Internet resources for Jewish outreach and education. His works have appeared on Fox News, Newsweek, The Federalist, as well as Jewish outlets like the Jerusalem Post, let me say it again, the Jerusalem Post, the Jewish World Review, and the Times of Israel. So glad to have you on the program, spouting off Rabbi Yaakov Menken. Thanks for joining us.
8: Glad to be with you.
1: Good to have you. So the reason I wanted to have you on, and I've interviewed, we've discussed many issues before, but let's just dive right in. You are uh, an integral part of starting something called a health care council. Why do we need such a thing, and what is it?
8: So the CJV Health Care Council actually... If you look around, in the there is a uh, Catholic Medical Association. There's a Christian Medical and Dental Associations for Evangelicals. There's a Coptic Medical Association. Uh, there's even an Orthodox uh, PA organization for Physicians Assistants, and one for Orthodox Women Physicians. But there has not been, and needs to be. Uh, an organization for Orthodox Jewish healthcare professionals who are concerned about the leftist intrusion into their rights and liberties of conscience to be able to practice medicine in accordance with their beliefs.
1: Yes, and I'm so glad that you said that so succinctly. I think many, many people are beginning to hear through their own sphere of influence, friends, relatives, loved ones, are getting a strange, different kind of health care than they've ever had or expected before. It's as if, and I'm just going to posit this question and let you wax philosophic about it. Uh, we all, at this point after two and a half years of the pandemic. We know people who've had drugs forced on them. I know one individual who was told their daughter was a DNR when she wasn't because she had Down syndrome. It's almost as if the patient bill of rights has been thrown out the window by leftist hospitalists who are uh, uh, treating us like slaves and like unimportant uh, eaters. To, to coin a Marxist phrase, rather than what we are used to and have the blessings of, which is when we go to a hospital, we we should have the benefit of the um, Hippocratic Oath, first do no harm, and allow the patient and his family, her family, to decide or to accept or reject care. All of that seems to have been thrown out the window, uh, and it's terrifying for many of us who have loved ones uh, who are ill or who might become ill and no longer trust the healthcare system.
8: There's a lot of patients who have problems with individual hospitals also. And a lot of these things are ending up in court. Um, our yeah. area of focus really lies with the medical professional being told how they can practice medicine or how they cannot. Uh, there are actually... Um, And and here's an extreme example for you, but in one Mm -hmm. particular state, a nursing home has acquiesced under a lot of pressure to allow a incoming patient into the nursing home to declare their gender and be roomed with another person of that same declared gender, regardless of what their biological gender is. And, of course, that's against the, you know, what what about the rights of everybody else? What if the woman in that room does not want to have a roommate who's biological male? What if the nursing home administrator thinks that that's a terrible idea? Well, the state is forcing them to do otherwise. And that type of thing, of course, is extremely dangerous to all of us. But there's already 20 states in this union where a psychiatrist can advise a person in any particular behavior that they want to get rid of except same-sex attraction. If they advise regarding that, all of a sudden they can lose their license. If it's a conflict between that person's religious and spiritual beliefs and their desires, the only thing they can tell the patient to do is to get rid of their spiritual belief. Denigrate the religion. And absolutely celebrate and do not allow them. Do not help them with the same-sex attraction legally, Rabbi.
1: It it, what you just said would logically make us wonder, and of course, it makes me wonder all the time if the reverse isn't true. Maybe it's because I'm left-handed and I see everything backwards. Maybe that's the reason they're doing it. Is the real attack on people of faith using this this bizarre obsession with gender ideology, pushing it on kids, which we'll get to a little later, in order to stick it to people of faith? Could that be why there is this obsession for something that at least used to be 1 quarter of 1% of the of the population has gender dysphoria now they're indoctrinating people in gender dysphoria in order to stick it to people of faith who believe that people are born a certain gender uh by the grace of God uh, could you you're a rabbi so could you speak to that i think a lot of people are thinking and wondering that
8: I think the first problem is that doctors should not imagine themselves capable or having any special talents or skills in moral judgment. That's simply not part of the training. You're a medical practitioner. You don't get to decide what religious beliefs are okay or not okay or what psychological beliefs are okay. You go back to the 1950s, and homosexual attraction was a mental disorder. A person who had that attraction was considered psychi- like psychotic, and right. it, 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 even to the point of being, in, um, you know, held against their will, or given medicines, or who knows what.
1: You and know, we don't an have anything room, like that today.
8: today. We're in the opposite situation. We, we if celebrate you don't it. Celebrate it. You go to
1: exactly. We celebrate it. It's a protected victim group. There is there doesn't appear to be any kind of persecution, but persecution of those who disapprove. You know, in their own mind, they disapprove because of a religious uh opinion right or wrong they're not allowed to think that or feel that what i also would like you to speak to is not just the the doctors who may be doing this voluntarily but what you're doing health freedom defense fund which is physicians and medical professionals who are being forced to persecute people who do not accept uh uh, uh all of this gender ideology they're being forced into Imposing this ideology on their patients, right? Isn't that part of what you're you're um, working on?
8: The Healthcare Council is taking these cases because they're happening in medicine more and more frequently. Where, you know, a lot of us who are following these sorts of issues are very aware of, you know, for example, Jack Phillips Masterpiece Cake Shop
1: being Correct. told
8: that unless he's willing. To design a cake to celebrate a gay marriage, he can't be in the bu- business of designing cakes to celebrate conventional marriages.
1: Yeah. And, On you know, that note, is,
8: by the way, I, I mean, let's yeah. just understand that, you know the, the obscenity of claiming that that's discriminatory against somebody. We're talking about a private you know, business Rabbi, owner, and we need and he's to not take saying, a quick
1: break. Rabbi,
8: oh no problem. Let's
1: just let's just take a quick break. Rabbi will stay with us for the next segment, and we'll pick it up right there.
0: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of My Pillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make My Pillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last twelve years, you've helped My Pillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every My Pillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life.
1: One of the things that I really like about My Pillow is the support it gives my neck a little hug.
6: I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep?
0: Call
9: or go online to take advantage of
0: my best. Off forever for a limited time. When you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call one 800
1: 867 416 and use the promo code RAM. R-A-M. That's one 800 867 416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, is it my pillow? Com. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in the Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. Everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fat Lash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fat Lash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website, KarenCataline.com.
3: Wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh Uh-oh. Or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash.
6: Fantastic.
3: Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take control of pre-diabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Pre-Diabetes Awareness
9: Partners. Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life. The bills, the job, the family. Things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know need support... Don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov slash reach. That's va.gov slash reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in
0: Judeo-Christian. Now back to Spouting Off.
7: So it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance. Confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent.
1: Uh, Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. And yes, I put the Judeo and Judeo-Christian. And Uh, here we are talking to one of the several rabbis that lean conservative and who I like to interview on a regular basis. Um, and what we are talking, whom we are talking to is Rabbi Yaakov Mencken from the Coalition of Jewish Values, uh, and he launched a healthcare council. Uh, and thank you so much for staying with us for a second segment, Rabbi, uh, When we had to break rather abruptly, you were talking about the Jack Phillips Masterpiece Cake uh, Shop case, and I followed it very carefully when I used to live in Colorado. Can you pick up where you left off so that uh, you can make your point about that?
8: Sure. I think it's very uh, problematic that the definition of being discriminated against, being used by these activists, is if a private person disagrees with their choices and their beliefs. Uh, they're, they're claiming that it's an inherent part of their identity uh, that they're only attracted to people of the same gender. Oh, okay, fine. That's their belief. That's what they believe. But obviously other people believe differently, and they should have a right to believe differently. But no, they prosecuted Jack Phillips for uh, daring to disagree. Basically, for saying that although he'd be happy to give a a cake to any person and d- design a cake to in on behalf of any neutral event or not morally objectionable event, but he cannot celebrate that which he finds morally objectionable due to his religious beliefs, and for that they wanted to force him out of business. Well, the same thing is happening in healthcare with increasing frequency. In fact the Department of Health and Human Services under the Biden administration, in what the previous head of the Office of Civil Rights within HHS called a abdication of their judgments and their responsibility, uh, they declined to continue an investigation and prosecution of a Vermont hospital, which apparently intentionally misinformed a nurse that you're going to be partic- they told her you're going to be participating in the cleanup after a miscarriage, and after the woman was in the theater, they said no. Actually, this is an elective abortion, and you're going to have oh. to help because at that point you're endangering the patient if you leave the room. And no, we cannot uh, get somebody else to do it. It's got to be so. They duped her. They that's intentionally deception. forced her into participating in something she deception. found morally objectionable. Right and. You know, on that basis, so, that, you know, there's, this is forcing people out of, of health care. If you're not willing to do what they call gender-affirming care, which, by the way, means trying to place artificial breasts in a person, a man, who never had them, then you're not able to help a woman after a mastectomy. That's literally what they want you to believe. That's literally how they want you to so-called, so, called to quote unquote practice medicine.
1: Rabbi. I am so glad that you linked these together because this this very, very, I'm sorry, I'm just going to call it a diabolical force to use force on everyday people to disrespect their free will. I am fond of saying God himself gives us, gives us free will. We should never expect less from our government. And to use the example of Jack Phillips as a harbinger for what is happening now, he was made an example of, for this reason, of what we are seeing right now, to shame, bully, and intimidate people who think differently into going along to get along. And if that means that's what they want, is for people to abandon their faith. Now, in our time left, because we have a luxury of time I want you to please talk more about this Healthcare Council, how it will help everyday people, and how people can participate in this. You know, let's talk about your mission, what you hope to accomplish, because this is important stuff that we're talking about here. Very.
8: Well, the first thing people should be doing is come to our website, cjvalues.org, and sign up for our mailing list. Participate. Simply by finding out what the information is that we're sharing, what the work is that we are doing, share it with your friends, make more people aware of what it is that we do. That's the first way for people to participate in all of this. The Healthcare Council, which is now under the direction of Dr. Yehuda Mond, who's an internal medicine specialist, who also happens to be here in Baltimore. We had actually a national search, and yet the best candidate was right here. he is forming a healthcare council comprised of like-minded medical professionals who are simply advocating for their right to practice medicine in accordance with their faith. Now, one of the biggest ways that this helps people, for example, those who are non-Christians, is, and, and we've had... Other, other organizations, the association, uh, the American Association of Pro-Life OBGYNs, obstetricians and gynecologists, joining with Christian medical and dental associations to sign on to a letter saying, what these guys are doing, the healthcare council, it provides an in, important and different flavor to the work that we are doing and showing that it's not just us. It's not just about the Christians who believe this, because this is right. a fundamental. When you talk about Judeo Christian you know, I like to joke that Judeo Christian ethics is cultural appropriation. Because <laughs> it's Why? all Jewish ethics, right? Yeah. And all point is, by the way, cultural appropriation is a stupidity. Fifteen years ago, the left was preaching multiculturalism. You're supposed to learn from the best of other cultures, or there's no hope for humanity taking good biblical ideas and spreading them around that's fabulous that's good right. for america that's good for everybody and i the catholics in particular told me and and they'll they will tell you other people because the left in the jewish community has aligned itself with pro abortion and pro assisted mm-hmm. suicide they will falsely accuse catholics of anti-semitic bias simply for believing in traditional biblical values, which actually line up, of course, with Judaism.
1: Isn't so that perplexing? Idea, yeah, ahead, it's sorry. so backwards. If I had a nickel for every time someone asked me, why are you so liberal? I, I There's a million answers. We won't go down that primrose path. But the truth is, that the liberals, which practice reform Judaism, you can argue with Judaism, but you don't water it down and then reject it, um, they're much noisier than orthodox and practicing Jews who think it is, um, you know, unseemly to talk politics rather than to stay in their lane. Uh, reform slash liberal radical uh, Jews have no such compunction. So non-Jews think, that that's true, and there's no no secret that um, there are many, many, many leftist Jews, and then there are some that are uh, prominently non leftists like Dennis Prager and you Mark know, Levin and just others. You gave
8: me an idea that we've not—I've I, I, never done this before, but, like, <laughs> sign up for our mailing list, and we will share with you your free copy of Rabbi <laughs> Doe Fisher's 10-part Thanks. series on why American Jewry is so messed up.
1: <laughs> oh boy oh boy is it only a 10-part series could it be a 47 it, it, it
8: s- could go on it could be a book but it's <laughs> only at the moment it could be a 10-part series and it yeah. just occurred to me literally we should take this it's already free by the way it's already sitting yes. on our website but uh-huh. people have to go find it and dig it up sign up for our mailing list and we will send you the 10-part <laughs> series
1: Well, uh, I have to say that many people in my friends in the Christian community, that's how you say it, they lament about the turn towards leftism in the church as well, because the left has endeavored to indoctrinate everyone and go after anyone who dissents. And so there is a growing segment, sadly, of leftists in the church as well, churches that closed down at the behest of the government, uh, you know, two and a half years ago and that sort of thing. Uh, We only have, oh gosh, like a minute and a half. So uh, how would you like, I'll leave it to you how you'd like to leave it with us because we tackled a very big subject. uh, And this is huge for people who have aging parents, anybody, God forbid, who has to go to a hospital and doesn't trust trust the the uh, medical community anymore and it's it's tough stuff so give us your final word here
8: well this is a very new initiative we do need help we do need support getting it off the ground it doesn't even have a website of its own yet so you got to come to cjvalues.org you got to join the mailing list there is a support button in the upper right-hand corner if you care to help us grow the Health Care Council and everything else that we do. But at the most key thing is simply to subscribe, be part of who we are, share out who we are with your friends, and that's what's going to really help us. Wonderful. i got to run. The more medical we're better off
1: we are rabbi Mencken, thank you for joining us we'll have another guest right after this we are zooming right along spouting off here on the krn radio network
0: i was asking god through prayer seeking a good news source i believe he showed me the epic times i deliver the mail and came across an issue the front page intrigued me and i subscribed now i cut out articles and give them to friends and family I leave old issues at the library and around my community. We read it to our kids and love the positive messages in each article. So why do I think everyone should read the Epic Times? Because they're bringing back traditional values to this great country. Share Healthcare,
5: how can I help? Help, I missed the deadline.
6: Um, what deadline?
5: The healthcare deadline. I'm locked out.
6: We don't have any deadlines at Share Healthcare. You can enroll with us at any time.
5: Oh, but can I afford it?
6: Share Healthcare programs start at 149 a month.
5: Less than $5 a day. Can I keep my doctor?
6: Absolutely. Pick your own doctor and hospital.
5: Amazing. How do I join?
6: Just visit sharehealthcare.com.
5: sharehealthcare.com Sometimes you need a woman's opinion, especially if you're trying to do the impossible, which is to understand women. I'm not really comfortable talking about certain things with women I know or even with family members. I used to wish there was a smart woman who didn't know me, but who would care enough to give me good advice. Now, there is. Ask Aunt Emma is for men only, but it's not therapy or phone dating. It's just wise advice. It's completely anonymous because you call and pay through liveadvice.com. So, I decided to give it a try. I was amazed at Aunt Emma's insights. She gave me a lot to think about so I could decide what to do next and maybe she can help you too. Find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or register at liveadvice.com and you can speak to her practically right away. Again, you can find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or you can register at liveadvice.com. Get the female perspective. Just ask Aunt Emma. Ask Aunt Emma is for men only. Must be 18 or older. What is dedication?
2: I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them.
6: That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
0: Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline.
1: Welcome back to Spouting Off. I'm your happy and grateful host, Karen Cataline. Glad you are here. With us for a very last segment and perfect symmetry here, talking about my website, KarenCataline.com. And I decided in this last segment to bring on somebody who does stellar work for, he's a website developer building websites since 1994. He hails from Kansas now, and he was a copy editor for Focus on the Family, eventually a senior web developer there, holds a second-degree black belt in Kempo martial arts, multi-talented individual who has lots of opinions, and yeah, he does work on my website, and I'm so grateful for him, knowledgeable, kind, and opinionated, just like we like him. His name is Greg Hartman. Welcome to Spouting Off, Greg. Good to have you on.
10: Hey, hi. Nice to be here.
1: Well, great to have you, too. Um, And when we were talking about the things that interest you, you are more than qualified to talk about websites and censorship and all those kinds of things. But then you told me something interesting. You have a passion, although you didn't always, For the second amendment and we uh and and you said it was perfectly okay also to mention that you happen to be disabled now and that when we talk about people who are uh, women and disabled people who could be disabled for all manner of reasons guns the great equalizer for law-abiding citizens and yet right now all our second amendment rights are under attack a government that wants to disarm victims. Well, you're a person who says not so fast. So, talk to us about that and why you have such a passion about it.
10: Well, I, uh, when I was younger, I used to be uh, tilt a lot farther left when it came to guns. Uh, When my kids were being born, I was worried about um, setting a bad example. Um, I didn't want them to uh, get toy guns for you know birthday presents and things like that and uh, today I would I would say the same but for different reasons because I don't think guns should be toys but um, after 9 eleven I realized that uh, we have a government that's not only uh, un- unable to protect its citizens but in many cases unwilling and uh, there there's an old saying its you know when when uh, seconds count the police are minute minutes away and uh, you have to be proactive and, and uh, you know take on the obligation to or the responsibility to protect your family yourself. And uh, that's when I started, you know, just looking into ways to uh, responsibly um, be prepared to uh, protect myself, and my family, uh, using firearms if necessary. It's a last resort. I'd much rather just avoid a problem, but that's what got me started. On it, at least was uh, 9/11. I guess it was a big turning point for a lot of people
1: yeah yeah and and it always amazes me. people who are proponents of the Second Amendment, they talk a lot about how women you know who are the weaker sex, even though right now the left can't define what a woman is, they've totally erased yeah, women true. completely. The fact is, we are the fairer sex, and we can't usually unless we've been taking all the martial arts you've taken, and even then so. Uh, can't compete with a man who wants to, God forbid, harm us, hurt us, rape us, whatever. A gun is the great equalizer. We don't talk much about disabled people having the same ability. What do you think about some of these red flag laws, laws and the constant infringement the government seems to make and rules and regulations always on law-abiding citizens, not on criminals?
10: Right. Well, uh, in concept, I would be fine with red flag laws. i uh, the reason I don't know is because they'll be abused, uh, just the way gun registries have been when uh, in states that have had a you know a state level gun registry and uh, someone ends up publishing information, including the address of people who have firearms registered. Uh, it's true that in the last uh, several school shootings in a row, uh, the shooter was throwing multiple red flags and, uh, a lot could have been done to intercept, uh, these guys, hit anything without any new red flag laws. It just kind of required the police to actually do their job and that mess in, uh, Givaldi, Texas, uh, was just disgraceful. You know, the police were there. Nobody, nobody wanted to go in and do anything. Uh, they actually tackled and tasered parents who were trying to go in on their own because the police wouldn't uh that was so a disgrace we, we still don't light. know
1: what happened there i still don't know what happened there yeah sorry yeah. I, I don't well yeah
10: i my uh my thought would be you know we've got plenty of laws that we aren't using uh very effectively and uh the the left generally when something happens they say see we need more gun control my thought is if you're houses across the street from fire station and the house burns down the fire the people at the fire station do nothing you don't build more fire stations you take these people who didn't do their jobs and and hold their feet to the fire and make sure they do their jobs
1: (laughs) right that that would uh really be way too logical for today's times we have an extremely short segment this time around so we have i don't know about a minute and a half What do you want to leave us with? Because as you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, this is a guy who's fair-minded, talented, and like a lot of people, whose voice doesn't always get heard. Go ahead.
10: Well, you know, I mentioned earlier that firearms should be a last line of defense. It's much better uh, and usually more effective to uh, avoid trouble there's a scene that, uh, the a movie that came out about 15 years ago or 10 years ago, uh, the, the girl with the dragon tattoo. And there's mm-hmm. a scene towards the end of the movie where, uh, the, the, the protagonist is talking to a serial killer and the serial killer brags about how it's always so easy to get people to, uh, you know, enter his house and make themselves vulnerable because they're afraid they're going to be impolite. And he's, he said, you know, i don 't know why people don't follow their instincts. they should listen when they feel somebody's walking too close to them, something is wrong, uh but they always come willingly and uh mm. and that's really the the first thing I would encourage anybody who's interested in um self defense is use situational awareness, and if something feels wrong, it probably is
1: yeah, well, you know that's a great way to end it uh i know that you could have talked to maybe we'll have you on again you could have spoken at great length uh you've seen and watched from a very interesting perch about censorship on conservatives and you do great work on that arena but i'm glad that you short shared this personal story about equalizing self-defense and uh and not always being so polite and sending boundaries. I'm glad you did that because I know you are a uh, Christian and Christians want to be very, very polite. And sometimes you got to set your ground rules and set the boundaries. So, Greg Hartman, thank you so much for joining us. We so appreciate having you. Oh,
10: it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: Good. And thanks for all the work you do on the website. I so appreciate it. Well, that does it for us here on Spouting Off. Tune in every Friday, actually Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 1 p.m. for more Spouting Off.